0: hey folks this is nathan and welcome to episode five of the content recruiter so this week we are talking about this invisible line that's been created to separate recruitment marketing and recruiters we are in my opinion now firmly in a world where um, recruiters should be executing at a platform level to drive more awareness and more attention to their, their company and ultimately their employer brand um, so we're going to break that down on this episode we hope you enjoyed the show.
1: This is the content recruiter podcast. What we, what we need to talk about first is, um, in recruitment marketing, the only people who ultimately, the, the people who ultimately win regardless are job boards, LinkedIn, and, uh, whatever programmatic platforms. Uh, The other stuff is like, uh, who knows, right? But, but that's like, that's what recruitment marketing is first and foremost, because a recruitment marketing title is usually at a company that is later stage, or mature, so they're large, they've already they already have like, a recruiting team, you know, built out, and then they have these like more specialized roles. And then that person comes in and their their job is to get candidates in the door. And so they go to the places that everybody goes to, which is like job boards, LinkedIn, and They run that through a programmatic platform where they can like spend money and the platform sends stuff out to job boards and that's usually recruitment marketing and then like a phase two of that would be like okay we're going to start generating some kind of content and that usually starts with like pretty vanilla stuff, which is like, uh, we got to get our employees talking. So maybe we'll interview some employees and we might do some written stuff or whatever. But that's like a very slow evolving process. And I think a lot of recruitment marketers sit behind a uh, programmatic uh, piece of software and see how many job boards they can blast to generate like inbound applications. Um, And at the end, there's only a couple there's only a couple places that are ultimately going to win because regardless of the results that that person is generating for their company, nobody's looking at it through this lens of like really analyzing, like, like they do on the marketing side and going like, okay, this isn't, these applications aren't serving our recruiters. This like, it's, it's like, Oh, we're doing something. So it's good enough. And so they're going to keep funneling massive amounts of dollars to the platforms that already get massive amounts of dollars. Um, that's, I don't know what it's gonna, I, I I don't know, like, how, how we go beyond that, at, at, at like an industry wide level, like, I don't know how we go, go beyond that. I think there's gonna be people like you, who go, who actually, who actually, like, go the opposite direction and do stuff. But I mean, do you think like, at a industry wide, do you think people are gonna like, do something different?
0: I think they have to. I think I think there's a level before it, and I don't know if it's arrogance or naivety. Okay. And I I feel salty on this episode. I should be in a good mood because you alluded to Wolves getting the greatest result in their history. Well, no, their history—that's nonsense. But the first time they've won at Old Trafford in forty years—it's a big moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I don't know if it's um, I don't know if it's arrogance or naivety, and what I mean by that is, I get the impression that some marketers think they have this like superpower and it comes from experience and they know all about brand and they they create wonderful frameworks where marketing takes place but actually they don't execute on a platform level so they have no clue how to build an audience on any platform because they've never done it but they've been to university and they've got the the graduate graduated in, a, in 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 marketing or whatever some of the best marketers on the planet, you know, when you look at when I look at at people creating content on TikTok with massive audiences, millions of people, they've never been marketers. They've never done it, they've never got the right. qualification, they've never been to university, they've never sat in a marketing team, but they know how to create raw content that connects with people. And I think, you know, I just I'm just really Feel quite disillusioned at the moment about the role of employer brand within a business because if it's a person who holds the keys to brand and they're reluctant to let it go because they don't think recruiters can do as good of a job as they do with the branding stuff um, then they are not serving the business at all there's this element of branding but there's also this element of brand how do you actually make people feel with the content that you distribute right and I think there's a big disconnect there between how employer brand manage that process. Too up so many are caught up on the way they, they, their career site looks, for example. And I don't want to throw shade at a whole industry because that's not fair. There are some amazing employer brand people out there who do like, sensational work. But the vibe I get are too many are too many are way too caught up on the stuff that doesn't really matter and doesn't move the needle at all. And what they should be doing is working with recruiters to coach them on how to become better marketers, how to execute like marketers on a platform level and truly understand what content is going to engage talent to come inbound um, and I just don't see that happening, I really don't, I see, I see. I, I almost feel like this works in silos, I see totally unrealistic expectations being placed on employer brand people like hey, you go create demand for 30, 40 recruiters, you two marketing people. Um, And then I see it the other way where recruiters aren't doing anything significant at all. And and they're almost having to ask for permission to do recruitment marketing, which is crazy.
1: Oh God. Okay. There's so many things. Uh, Okay. So I I feel like what you're describing with, when you, when you describe branding is just, is design. Yeah. It's, uh, it's how something looks. Hey, there, there's a lot to be said about the way that something looks and feels and like when somebody goes to your website and what's your copy like? Is there a clear understanding of what you do? All this kind of stuff, like it's all super important, mm-hmm. um, but there's like, let's see, um, I guess the, the first question is, is like the, I think the role, uh, the I think the, what employer branding is, has completely changed because technology has changed and the way that we spend our time has changed. And so one of the biggest issues that I have with the with the industry in general is that it's still stuck inside of an an old model that was almost even pre social media. Uh, It's like this, this whole thing of like, build these like foundational pillars of of like value propositions that like candidates can come and learn about and they get in inspired by your culture and they want to join your company and that kind of stuff And it and it's like it's all about this like these these more like static initiatives things that like you invest like a lot of time and money into and they go and they live on they live somewhere and then that's what you drive candidates to where they can learn and
0: a linear process right yes
1: yeah it is and like but but now but that's just not how the world operates anymore um it's not how people spend their time it's not even like how we're used to spending our time um we don't even spend our time in like linear processes like we bounce around whether we're supposed to or not we do you know and uh and like we talked about last week like we're we're used to seeing things in feed format, in quicker form, that like add up over time and lodge themselves in our mind, like this whole like, that, like, so So I think like, what we're doing, like, what what, what this industry is trying to do is they're trying to like, keep this old model alive. And, and I did this thing recently, where I had a series of calls with recruiters. I think it just like so happened to be on my calendar but like anyway i was doing it i did like a, a good number of calls with recruiters and i would ask them point blank do you think employer branding is bullshit because i wanted to know from a recruiter like i seriously did i wanted to know from a from a recruiter whose whose job is to like get a candidate if they thought employer branding like wasn't helping them and they they said yes they, they said like a lot of them like hedged it with like because they they kind of knew me in a way so like they didn't want to offend me but they're like we don't like necessarily think that it's it's all bs but the way that our company is doing it and the results that it's not producing make us feel like it's worthless and so we're going to continue doing our thing In spite of whatever they do, and if they can do some kind of thing that helps us, whatever, that's great, but it's not going to produce the results that we can basically brute force on our own. And, um, one recruiter had like a really good insight. And what he said was, it doesn't help me at all at the top of the funnel where it really helps me is it gives me assets that I can share once a candidate is in the process to help like educate them and prepare them for interviews and things like that. And so, which is what? Which is valuable. It, it totally is. Um, but but I think like that is one of the reasons why you have this like disconnect too between employer brand and recruiting is like a lot of recruiters are like, hey, like i got to get people. And this brand stuff sounds all like really nice, but like whatever. Like it can just... It, it can just go on and happen, and if it hey, if it benefits us a little bit or, or it moves the needle a little bit, that's great. But like, we're going to do our thing regardless. Instead of it being and like that's why I, another reason too why I really think that. And this is a question I have for you: Is re, do recruiters even want this? But this idea that I have in my mind, which is and I which is like we share this, is that. If a recruiting team, even if a small, scrappy recruiting team can turn themselves into being content marketers and and do things differently. Can that then be is, is that the new employer brand, employer branding? Is that is that like what what it is today? Is it is it actual recruiters who are armed with creative resources? And the ability to, like, leverage people inside their company to turn stuff out on a at scale, is that what employer branding is? And do we even need this other, like, formalized thing department to oversee it? And I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I think, like, an employer brand role now is, like, starting to become, in my opinion, is becoming, like, obsolete or, like, I don't know, kind of a nice to have, but... I think it's better to have the recruiting team doing it themselves but there's a whole lot to unpack there too sorry i'm like rambling now but like there there is every time we talk about we get into this it's like i feel like it, it it unlocks like another question
0: It, it does and there there are and this is the whole i guess purpose of this chat today is is about is that line disappearing is that line between recruitment and the employer brand should it even be there anymore because it was created at some point but then most companies never really followed through to that commitment to employ a brand, like that whole imbalance between even just headcount, like there are way too many recruiters versus people in in recruitment marketing for that that to work. Um, But I just wanna touch on something that you said. Do you think that there's too much of a hiding place for recruitment marketing people today? because of the expectations that are placed on them and lack of expectations that are placed on them. yeah. You know, with, with initiatives like, hey, Nate, employer brand guy, you've started at company X, we need a new career site, go and build it, it's gonna take you two years. Go and get us some authentic pictures of our people, it's gonna take you six months. Yeah. And And do yeah. you think they sit behind these projects and they're just like, well, you know, average tenure in a job is 18, 24 months, I'll be off soon anyway, I'll do this, I'll deliver this lovely, shiny career site, and I'll show it to the next company that knocks on my door. Like, is there enough is there enough um, pressure, not pressure, harsh. Are there too many hiding places for employer-grand people to not make impact?
1: Yes. Great way of saying it. Uh, There's, um, employer brand lives in like the uh like the warm comfort of strategy um you like that <laughs> i like that yeah that's good dude here what full disclosure what? <laughs> i had it written in my post the, the post that i put out today i originally had that line in there and i took it out <laughs> oh, that was the best line well, uh, it just wasn't, it, it just like didn't sound right. But, but, uh, but, but, okay. So, so the answer is yes. Okay. So then this is like where you get into like, think, think, just think about this. Like from, if, if you are first and foremost, whether we're talking about employer brand or current marketing or whatever the fuck, it's just like, I feel like it's all the same, but like, uh people will argue with me to no end about the differences. All I'm saying is the people who benefit from the work don't care about the differences. So um, they're usually a team of one, even at the large, some of the largest companies, we're talking about like, very, very small teams. But like, for a lot of them, this is a team of one who's going to leverage external resources, to get some of this work done, right? So you leverage an agency to help you with like discovery work or creative work or whatever, right? Because you're a team of one and like nobody really inside your company knows what the hell you do anyway. And you like, this is like, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just like, I'm, I know it sounds funny, but it's like, yep. it's, it's really how it is. And it's like, you get, oh, sorry.
0: I was just going to say, I'm almost verging on like wanting to apologize to the employer brand community because I'm genuinely not trying to be critical of their work. Like that, for me, this episode was about how can we help recruiters? How can we help employer brand people? Because it feels like at the moment, everyone is under this massive pressure to deliver talent.
1: Um, it's hard because like sometimes I have these conversations and I sound like a dick. Like, I, I feel like, like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do that. It's just like, I know that this is the reality for, for many and many isn't an overstatement where it's really interesting. Like, even like when money's there, there a lot of times there isn't like this preset budget. It's uh it's like, okay, go find out how much things cost. And then, and then we'll figure out the money side of it. Um, which is very, very hard for, for the service providers on the other side who are like trying to figure out, like, okay, well, what can we support you with when you don't know how much money it's like, it creates this like terrible buying experience. And, and then you have this person, who's like, okay, I need to, and I feel for them, because they're in a position where it's like, okay, well, the company hasn't done any of this work. I'm responsible for this. And there's a whole list of things that we need to do. And so I need to leverage an agency to build us a career site, because our career site is embarrassing. Um, Like, we don't even know what to put on that career site. Because like, internally, like we've grown so friggin fast. In the three years, we've been alive, and the $200 million we've raised that like, our culture needs to we how do we even articulate our culture, we got to figure that out. Right? Um, Jesus, our job descriptions are a mess um are like all this kind of stuff you then all of a sudden you're like how can one person even handle this so then what they do is they go okay we got to go into strategy mode do you know how long that takes oh it's not and 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 it's comfortable dude it's like i hate to say it it's strategy is comfortable there's no denying it because what you can do is you can go all right I'm going to justify this by spending a lot of money on it. Because we because hey, if I spent 50 or 100k to bring in an agency to like help me strategize on stuff and it's going to take months, well if I'm spending that much money and it's taking 6 months, well it must be good and it must be important. Um and in the meantime, 6 months is going by or a year goes by and like nothing is being tested. You haven't created anything of scale. And honestly, nothing's changed. It's crazy.
0: You know, here's what happens in um, in internal TA world. And you'll know this, you speak to enough people. At the start of every year, you get your budget or you give your budget to the board before the end of the year. And they come back and say, approved, yes, you can have all this job board spend. And in January, you're signing up to 12 month contracts with like, three, four, five, six job boards, 20 recruiter seats on LinkedIn, whatever you choose to, like whatever that mix looks like. I'm yet to see a T18 launch a testing budget for social. And and this is really interesting because this might, when I'm saying this, my mind's going to one place. My mind's going to actually Recruiters need to be more accountable for individual budgets to manage their their hires. And so if you have a um, Tech team and you've got like three recruiters in I don't know Munich and they're responsible for for tech hiring I'd be really interested to see actually they own their own little P&L for for recruitment advertising we don't just give them access to five job boards because um we know last year that hiring was a struggle we're actually going to teach them and coach them on how to create um social ads paid social ads and they're going to be responsible for a little budget of 1500 i don't know euros a month or something and we're going to give them the autonomy and the space to test and we're going to give them a coach and employer brand who can help them do all that stuff like i would i would love to see a test like that take place um because <clears throat> I, I, I desperately I desperately want to see employer run people get more help and I desperately want to see recruiters get out of the hole that they're in because right now Nate like it is a mess it really is it's um, a shambles like i''m I'm, I'm, I'm seeing posts I saw a post just before this chat and I thought it was brilliant and the comment was something like, um, we know that there's a talent crisis now right so the talent pipelines you started building three years ago are going to get you through it and it was just total satire like sarcasm all rolled into one Yeah. and it was kind of and it's right Like that, that should have been the play three years ago but it wasn't because no one's ever got any time because they're always busy scrambling around looking for the next hire because it's so competitive out of there and they're not stepping back at any stage and going actually why is it competitive? What are the challenges? How do candidates feel? How do they react to job opportunities? How do they react to making moves in their career? What platforms are they, are they discovering things on? Like all of these things that are just getting no thought whatsoever at the moment. It's just brute, to use your analogy, which I'm a massive fan of by the way, um, brute forcing their way to making hires. And, uh, and it's not working, is it?
1: It's, um... okay. There's a, I saw, I, I saw a post maybe like within the last week and I should have, I should have like bookmarked it or something. And it was, um, it was from a founder of a tech company and they weren't very big, but um, anyway, his post had something that was about like, had to do with like, it's amazing what content marketing can do for your company. It's been great for us on the revenue side over the last I think he, maybe he's been posting for a year or something. It's been great for us on the revenue side. I had no idea how beneficial it was going to be for us on the, with recruiting. Was this gravy? It wasn't gravy. But I also saw his uh, what's his name Casey, the CEO? Yes. He had an yeah. c- incredible post about uh, with like statistics, which was uh, incredible. It was it was a it wasn't his uh, it was somebody else's that it was a it was a startup I hadn't heard of, but um, you know I feel like that's what we're talking about here is we're talking about that type of approach we're talking about what we see like Refine Labs doing or Hirewell you know with like James and were where you or Gravy you know and you see these companies where it's like. Now I feel like I see somebody new on LinkedIn from Refine Labs, like almost on a daily or at least a weekly basis, a new employee. I'm like, check them out. Like, I mean, they have like an, it feels like an army of people who are active and the, and the content that they're putting out, it's, it's all in this spirit of like subject matter expertise or thought leadership or whatever you want to, however you want to brand it. And it's like, if you're, if you're a skilled marketer or a skilled recruiter with Hirewell or a salesperson with gravy or anything like that, it's just like, how can you not just like want to go work for them? Because like you, you just, it's, it's just a different approach. And like that, like, I, I, I don't know, man. So, but, but like. I've heard I've heard like Chris Walker talk about this. I, feel, I don't know where but I heard him talk about like, what it is with like when, when they have like a new hire who comes on board and like, when they talk to them about hey, if you want to be active on on social free rank you can do it. We're not even going to tell you what you can talk about. You can talk about whatever you want. Just be active. If you if you want to be active, be active. And we're not going to box you in. If you want to talk about like, your workouts, or whatever, you know, like, go for it. We're a marketing agency. But like, it's not up to us to do that. And like, I think that's what we're talking about here is like, is that approach or what this what this co founder or founder at this tech company was talking about or any of this kind of stuff. It's like, I just think it's changed.
0: It just has. We um, So about a week before Christmas, um, we got this challenge from NASA. They're trying to solve this tech challenge and they're going to lean on the top coder community to, to do it. Um, and we were like, hey, how do we get more attention on this challenge from data scientists who can come in and actually do this challenge? And so we basically reached out to a guy who runs this data science community. I think I mentioned it before, Alexi. And within two days, we'd come up with... Um, what he's going to post, like he's going to post it within a couple of days, bang it on LinkedIn, um, and we absolutely smashed our um, cost per member acquisition cost. We got it down to just over five dollars. The cost to acquire a new member, which is <clears throat> which is mad for us. And looking at the trends from like historical trends and data from from like social posting previously. Um, so, but I think that just goes to show like how many recruitment teams would be able to test that stuff in normal in and how long would that take in most recruitment teams to get the authorization to do something like that? Like we literally spun it out within a couple of days. It wasn't over-engineered, it wasn't overthought. We knew this guy had got trust in, um, had built trust with a, an audience and we knew that his point would influence the people within that community. Um, and then also just going up to your other point around Hirewell. I've been seeing a guy on LinkedIn for a few years now, a guy called Joel Laugie. And this is a, um, or maybe might be Laugie, mm-hmm. sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, so Joel, this is a massive coincidence by the way, because Joel was actually born in the same town as me in the UK and then moved to the States. I had absolutely no idea and he's still got family over here as well. But I've been seeing his content on um, on LinkedIn for a while and he's, he's managed to, to build um, a pretty good audience as well. He moved to Hirewell
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm just sat here going, what a massive result for Hirewell.
1: Yeah, You're super to get smart. A re-
0: Oh, to get a recruiter like that, but also conversely, like what like what a huge result for Hirewell to get that to get that person in the business, but also like, he's gone for a reason. He's gone because he's identified that they're gonna give him the creative license to go create stuff to, to continue building up that, that audience that he wants to create. Um, you know what, Nate? Social wins and attention wins, and that's all I've got to say on it. Like for me, social wins and attention wins. There's nothing like I, I don't know what else to say. If Recruiters can get that model going. Um, go listen to our old episodes. Go use the same frameworks. Go test some stuff, um, and you'll be much, much, much happier.
1: I uh, I think I want to cl- I, I, I want to close with something like that. Um... I want it. I don't let, let me see. Okay. It when it comes to employer, employer branding, the, the thing that I, I however a company wants to structure it, whether they want a person who can like oversee this and like get people on board to be the distributors of of content or the creators of content or whatever, or they want to scrap that role altogether and just be like, Hey, we're, this is like, we're going to do like a, like a more like a grassroots kind of a thing where it's like, we empower our people and we give them like the freedom to go out. And that's going to be our branding, whatever it might be. That's the the, the message is, and the thing that I'm going to stand by is like, the approach and the tactics and the execution, it's it's just changed. That's it, like it it has changed. And so however you want to structure it internally, that's great. I don't want any like, great employer brand people to be out of a job by any means. Um, And I think there's like, there are some like really incredible ones who have adapted or who are thinking about adapting. Man, I just look at like the companies that we have talked about and I know there's more examples and you look at like one common theme with all of them. They all have leadership who are doing it themselves. And it's like it, Casey at Gravy is as active or more active than anybody in his company. Chris at Revive Labs, James at Hirewell, like they're leading they're leading by example. And in most cases, I think in all three of those cases, those guys were the ones who like started this whole thing. They're the ones who just started putting themselves out and figuring it out, whatever. And then they're able to like train down and train the team and empower the team. And like, I think that's ultimately what it takes, man. And if you have only a handful of companies who are able to pull this stuff off successfully, then like those handful of companies are the ones who are going to win. Like it's just I, th- I really believe that. And the other ones can, like, continue to fight and complain and bitch and, like, struggle. But, like, it's a mindset, man. It, it really is. It sounds so cliche, but it is. It's a mentality of, like, what this is and how we do it. And some people get it and some people don't. I don't know. But I think, like, you and I are going to keep banging the drum because it's something that we really believe in. And, uh
0: I don't yeah, I feel like it's got to change. mate you know, it's got to change because the current model isn't sustainable, and it's hard to see friends in the industry go through like the stresses that they go through at times. Like the recruiters out there genuinely give a shit about their career, and and um, and I, I just see recruiters getting beaten up at the moment. Um, I know,
1: and this whole like, uh, uh, sorry, uh, like one more thing too that I just thought of is like this whole that thing that like everything has to have a measurable ROI or this like monetary ROI or this whole like ROI thing is is one of those other things that's really safe because it's easy for me as a would like let's say I'm a non-practitioner in a leadership level and you come to me and you're like hey I believe in this I want to be active on social. I want to, it's going to be a great recruiting tool or whatever for me to go. Okay, great. You prove the ROI to me because it's safe. I don't know enough. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide behind this ROI bullshit and go like, okay, you show me the ROI because then it like all I can, then then it, it like, it, it covers my ass because if you can't prove it, well then you keep doing the same thing because it's all, it's all just like this whole like safety thing. And, uh, I dropped a comment on somebody's post about this. Uh, they were talking about like the, the ROI and, and it's always this, what is the ROI? And I just said, you know what? I'm just glad that nobody at my, at my own company will ever have to answer that question. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> really is. I'm, fric- uh, I'm prickly today too. All right. We'll yeah.
0: We'll do the next episode of recruitment. Um, but yeah, no, good chat. I enjoyed it. And uh by the way, first episode of 2022 we didn't even wish everyone a happy new year before we kicked off. So if they stuck around for this if they stuck around for this long, happy new year.
1: <laughs> it feels like a bit of
0: a somber time to say that after that, after that a little bit of a rant. But I enjoyed it and I think it needed saying. Um Nate, as always, thanks brother.
1: Alright Ben, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon.
0: Hey folks, this is Nathan and thanks so much for listening. Uh, As always, we really, really appreciate your um, support with this thing. We're trying our best to create new behaviours for an industry that feels like it's under a lot of pressure at the moment. And so uh, next week, we're going to change it up again and we're going to go live. So keep an eye out on LinkedIn for updates of next week's live session. It's happening on Tuesday um, around 8pm UK time. So we'll see you there.